What's good, guys? Good morning and welcome back to a Friday edition of the pod. It is the Malaga Drive Hoops betting podcast and I am your host, Caleb. I uh, I hope you all are doing well on this fabulous Friday. We have a, a loaded slate here today, but as you guys know, as we are here in the last week of the season, man, um, it's a lot of shit. You got to wait for some injury news and some rest designation news and it's it's a harder cap than really any other point in the season um even even harder in my eyes way harder than like early on in the season first week in the season so um if you are betting the spread man god bless your soul you you gotta really really like it and obviously have everyone you know be suited up and ready to go but i think the way to attack these last weeks are are just player props um you know you get a lot of guys that are getting unexpected, not even unexpected, but getting run uh, that that didn't all season. Um, and I live, breathe, and sleep this shit. So generally, we're able to find some some guys that I feel like are under the radar, and and I think that's kind of the best way to play this. But we'll we'll go through this and, and see what presents itself. So, uh, yesterday, again, didn't record because it was just a shit show of a slate. But I uh, found myself on Caleb Houston over two, one and a half threes and over seven and a half points. Watched that whole game, and it was so tough to watch, man. Um, the Cavs, not as much, right? The Cavs, the Cavs played all their bench guys, uh, but it was still, you know, you could tell they still were playing their brand of basketball. The, the Orlando Magic, bro, they every almost every guy out there was just trying to get his own, just trying to get his shot, whether it be you know for another contract or you know what every almost every single guy out there besides Caleb Houston was just trying to go one on one. Yeah, obviously, if there's a wide open, obvious pass, they'd make it. But even then, man, like, it's just super frustrating to watch. We luckily cashed both uh, as Houston made a late three. Um, but, you know, I wanted more, man. There were plenty of times where he was open on the weak side. All you needed to do was a swing pass. Didn't get that. And he he missed two wide open threes. Ended up shooting two for seven. We laddered it up to five. Um, and I think he very easily could have gotten three or four. So, um, hopefully, that's kind of, you know, the idea we're going for today is, um, you know, find a guy who is young, the minutes are safe, and find some value there. I think that's that's the best way to play it, um, and that's what we're going to do to today. Um, let's hold on. All right, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. First game of the day: Miami Heat and Washington Wizards. Uh, Miami Heat, one of the few teams that still have somewhat something to play for. Um, them and the Nets are, are kind of in a battle for the six versus seven seed. And obviously six, you don't have to go into the play-ins. Seven, you do. Um, the the Nets have the edge, right? If they, they went out, they're in. They own the tiebreaker over the Miami Heat. Uh, so, my, I mean, Miami could choose to rest some guys today, given that, you know, Brooklyn just has to beat uh Orlando at home today and I, I don't know who they're playing next but uh should be a winnable game but uh they should I mean I, I would I would guess Miami plays their guys and you know it is a back-to-back but um you know they beat Philly pretty handedly and you know none of their guys went too crazy uh in terms of their minutes uh for the Wizards Denny's out Beal's out Kuz is out Monty's out Zinger's out basically the starting five and, uh, you know, that would put you on Johnny Davis. That would put you on Corey Kispert. Um, but, you know, the, the books have kind of 
we've had we have some data now with the, these guys in. Um, so it, there's not a like a ton of value on them. I still think both of them are decent looks. Corey Kispert at fifteen and a half points. Uh, Johnny Davis at sixteen and a half points. Kispert uh, three ladder something I'd like. Um, Johnny Davis PRA at twenty five and a half. I mean, let me let me just pull it up so you have it. Um, do do sorry guys, kind of all over the place. I'm gassed. Uh, Johnny Davis, yes, the last game they got smoked in Atlanta. But Johnny Davis, despite picking up a bunch of fouls early, uh, had 35 minutes, scored 20 points, took 18 shots, um, seven rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks. So, I mean, he he's going to play by far the most minutes. Should should play the most minutes. Um, and I don't mind his PRA at all. A little bit more of a, a down pace in this game with the Miami Heat. But, um, again, you want to target guys that are that are young, obviously, that didn't play that much during the year, but that the teams are invested in them, right? Obviously, you you know, you can probably find some value in two ways in G League. But, like, first-rounders like Johnny Davis, lottery picks like Johnny Davis uh, are going to be prioritized in games like this. So, Johnny Davis, 35-plus minutes beats me in terms of how you know how he'll produce in those minutes but the minutes will absolutely be there and the usage should absolutely be there next game rockets and hornets zero interest on the spread and also if you didn't know uh, i obviously have zero interest in the wizards game uh in terms of the spread as well for me uh charlotte just attack uh, attack the props uh, again on the charlotte side you have dennis smith jr who's questionable and that's actually a big deal just in terms of like uh, the props, right? Because DSJ is going to take some usage, and I doubt he plays a, you know, thirty-two minutes. Um, and I honestly don't think he'll play. But you want to make sure that's cleared up first before you do anything uh, in this game, in my opinion. But if he sits, then you're going to want to look at Svi Mikhailuk, uh, or um, Bryce McGowan's. I think those are the two that make the most sense. Teo Maladon assists is probably worth a, a look um, as well if he, if again, no DSJ. But Svi Mikhailuk uh, assists is now up to four and a half. Uh, let me check. Let me actually check the potential assist because without DSJ, he's kind of been been the, the second playmaker outside of, uh, of Teo. Yeah, Svi giving you eight, eight potential assists per game. Um, they have, they kind of have it covered at four and a half though. And Teo Maladon, I think, is a good look. A good look. He there's no props up for for him, uh, but averaging 17 potential assists um, in the last three games. I don't know where they put it up, but I, I doubt they make it higher than seven and a half. If if anything, it'll be eight and a half. And honestly, without DSJ in an up tempo game with no defense against the Rockets, that should still hit. But I don't know about you guys. I'm looking for like ladder opportunities, and I think Teo Maladon assist is a ladder opportunity. Uh, I also think. Uh, Bryce McGowan's uh, on his points ladder. He he kind of had his breakout game. He's getting a little bit more comfortable. You you can tell for a lot of this season, man, he's just been trying to play his role, and I think that's why Clifford loves him. Um, not really trying to step out of sight of anything, but the last game was kind of that first um, that first step of like, all right, let me let me play. Let me get some shots up. Shot seven to twelve from the field, twenty points. So uh, whether you want to ladder the points, whether you want to ladder the threes, um, I think. 
I think that could be interesting. I think that could be interesting in a game where, you know, defense is very much not the priority on the Houston side of things. I mean, look at the ladder uh, in Charlotte's. Yeah, so we got Bryce McGowan's. You can go 15 points plus 159, 17 points plus 265, 19 points plus 440, 21 points plus 769, 23 points plus 1,380, 25 points plus 3,015. Like, there's no fucking way that 25 points should be plus 3,015 for Bryce McGowan's. I'm sorry. There is a no way. Now, obviously, is it likely he gets that? No. But plus 3,015 implies like a 2% chance. I don't even know if it implies a 2% chance. Like, there's just no way. There's just no way. He should play a ton of minutes. It's a great matchup. I like that. I like that, guys. I like that. That might be my Caleb Houston version uh, today. All right. Let's keep it rolling. Detroit and uh, Indiana, Indiana, seven point home favorites. And, and again, for most of these games, we're just going to talk props because, uh, again, I have no interest in the spread on the, on this one. Uh, Jaden Ivey's been absolutely hooping, getting a ton of minutes, getting a ton of usage. Don't hate you jumping in on that. Uh, it is decently high at 32 and a half, but again, ton of minutes, um, ton of usage. I, I like Andrew Nemhard, uh, PRA or assist. Unfortunately, props not up. Uh, Philly, Atlanta, I believe, uh, I, I mean, dude, it's a 10, it's a 10 and a half point spread. And Atlanta, I, I, I don't think Atlanta has anything to play for. I think they're kind of locked in. So I don't know, bro. I, I, I get Atlanta playing their guys, right? They have a new head coach. They're just kind of trying to, um, make sure that, you know, they have rhythm going in on the Philly side. I'd expect I'd expect Harden rest. Um, he's, he wasn't on the injury report yesterday. The only three guys on the injury report were Joe Embiid out, Maxi and Melton questionable, um, and PJ Tucker. But dude, I would not be surprised if all these guys sit today. Um, and then that may open up some some props that we like. But uh, for now, we just kind of got to wait on that. Orlando and Brooklyn. Uh, it's funny. I, I talked about it a little bit on Twitter, but again. Such bad basketball that was played yesterday by the Orlando. Terrible, terrible. Like, it, obviously, you don't have the talent there that you usually do. You can still play a good brand of basketball, and they did not do that. It was disgusting on both ends, um, and they got smacked by the backups on the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So um, you saw today Wendell Carter and, and Paolo Bancaro, who were originally ruled out, now ruled questionable. I'd assume that means they play. Honestly, I don't see any other reason why you would go from out to questionable Obviously, if they were fighting for the playoffs, they both still would have been playing. So um, I'm going to stay away from the spread because I think Orlando realized like, hey, that was just really bad baseball or baseball, basketball. Um, and in terms of props, I, there may be some things to attack on Orlando. I on it, I damn near may go back to Caleb Houston because um, he probably still starts. And I think the fact that you have Wendell and Palo out there it leads to better basketball and it leads to more open shots. So um, won't be shocked at all. If, if, if Caleb Houston's lines, you know, at three point lines are where they were yesterday may jump right back on that. All right. Next game Celtics and Raptors Celtics opening up as a one point favorites at home. Don't really understand this line. Uh, yes. Brogdon Pritchard, smart white are all out. And, and yeah, no one's hurt for Toronto. 
if Tatum and Brown play, there's no way that this line should be only one. Um, that implies that the Raptors are two points better. And again, the Raptors are not a bad team, uh, but they're they're not better than the the Celtics. They're just not better than the Celtics if Tatum and Brown are playing. You can put whoever you want around those two. They're not better than the Celtics when those two are playing, uh, especially when you have Horford, right? You have Robert Williams. There's still guys there now. Brogdon, Smart, and White are all very, very important to this team. Um, but I, I still don't, I still don't have them better, man. I just don't. Um, I, that being said, I'm not, I'm not playing this. Um, it is a little funky to me. If, if I had to play it, I'd, I'd take the Celtics. But you know, they have nothing to play for. They have nothing to play for, and neither do the Raptors. But um, I'm not. I'm not touching this. I'm not touching this. It's it's a little funky here. Next game, Knicks and Pelicans. Um, you have Brunson, Randall uh, out for the Knicks, and the Pelicans just, you know, the usual, just Jose Alvarado and Zion. Um, again, we look at this with the Pelicans. They continue to get very overinflated lines because, you know, you, you keep getting them in these spots where they need the game so much more than their opponent. Um, but it, it, it just, to me, it keeps leading to really overinflated lines. Um, and we've seen this uh, multiple times now with, with a lot of their recent games. Um, you look at, you know, let's start with, uh, at home versus the Clippers. Um, they needed it more four and a half point favorites. They actually did end up covering, but it was a late push that got them there. Right. Four point favorites against the Sacramento Kings who have been just massively better than them all year. Kings went out right. Memphis. They they come in against Memphis, no jaw, six and a half point favorites. And they ended up covering winning by seven, but it took them winning by seven in OT to get there. So to me, yes, you know, the Knicks are without uh Brunson and Randall. They still beat the Pacers by eleven in Indiana. They still took care of business against the Wizards at home. They've won five in a row. Um, and they they just show up no matter who's playing. And it really gives opportunity to, to some really talented guys. And, you know, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin, plenty of talent still on this Knicks team. Now, granted, are the Pelicans better than the Knicks without Brunson and, and Brandon Ingram? For sure, for sure. But eight is really pushing it in my eyes. And I the only reason this is eight is because they need this. And, yeah, they need it. But I don't know, man. Like eight just seems like far too many. And you've seen it time and time again where, I mean, you take the, the Mavs against the Kings uh, a couple of days ago at home, right? Like it, it, they're, they're being, these lines are being overinflated because of the motivational factors. And I, I just can't get to it in a lot of these spots today. I really, honestly, I would, if there's a spread, I'd consider it's the Knicks plus the eight. I, I just, I don't think there's an eight point difference. You're getting a lot of guys. It's not like the Knicks are playing guys that don't like you normally play, right? Like it's they're still playing plenty of guys that have been in the rotation who are younger and have something to prove. So uh, I'd take the Knicks here. I honestly would. Next game, Grizzlies and Bucks. Uh, the Bucks are resting everyone. <laughs> the Bucks are resting everyone. Grayson out, Giannis out, Pat out, Drew out, Brooke out, Chris out. Javon Carter, Ingles, uh, Jay Crowder. Javon Carter and Jay Crowder, Joe Ingles, Bobby Portis, Myers Leonard. Apparently, the, the Grizzlies aren't resting anyone. Um, you know, Steven Adams, Jake Laravia, Zaire Williams are all out. But um, I would lean I would lean Milwaukee at home plus the eight. Memphis is better. This implies about 11-point difference. 
this Bucks team still has a good structure. Um, they still have plenty of guys. I, I would look at Javon Carter props, and honestly, the Bucks plus the eight don't doesn't seem too bad to me. Um, again, a lot of good teams, right? Even when they rest guys, they have this culture and they have this standard that they that they have that these young that these young not even young in the Bucks case, but that these team that these bench players have to live up to. But you really look at the Bucks; it's not like they're playing inexperienced guys, right? This starting lineup of Javon Carter, Joe Ingles, Jay Crowder, Bobby Portis is solid. It's solid, and it's not as good as the Memphis Grizzlies. But eight? I don't know, bro. I, I like the Milwaukee Bucks today plus the eight at home, and I, I could see Memphis limiting their guys. Like I, John Moran's not going to play forty minutes, right? Desmond Bain's not going to play thirty-eight minutes. Better team. I don't know that I'm giving them eight today. I don't. And a, and a meaningless game for Memphis where they have the two seed, uh, I believe, locked up. Next game, Chicago and Dallas. This is just a shit show all around, bro. Crusoe, Levine, DeRozan, questionable. I don't think they play. Uh, Kyrie out. Uh, Timmy out. JaVale, questionable. Luca probably. It's just, I, I'm not even talking about this game, man. I got nothing there. Okay, Warriors and Sack. Uh, looks like, I mean, so Sack listed everyone as questionable. They didn't rule him out yet, but De'Aaron, Kevin, Trey, Davion, Malik, Keegan, Demonis, all questionable. But everyone besides Harrison Barnes, this is weird. I don't know. Maybe it was just like, hey, raise your hand if you're tired, and they listed all the guys who were tired as questionable. I only way I could go is Warriors, but I mean, I, I look, I get why the Warriors are nine and a half point favorites today. I do, right? They need this game very, very bad. And Sack's probably sitting some guys. Um, but at the same time, this is a team that struggled on the road all year. I'm not laying them nine and a half, even in this spot, right? If they're, if you were to ever lay nine and a half with the Warriors just today, but on top of that, you, you got to wait, right? Everyone else is questionable. It's not even like you have them confirmed ruled out. So that's where I'm at. Suns, Lakers, same shit, man. Suns probably resting some guys, nothing official yet. Uh, but it would be shocked on a back-to-back if one of Booker, two of Booker, CP, and KD sit. Uh, KD's not playing today, right? Back-to-back, they've they've handled them with kid gloves all year. Uh, he's not playing today. Probably not CP, probably not Book, right? Lakers need this one bad. They're at home. LeBron probable, AD probable, D-Lo probable. Um, yeah. Shit show, guys. Really a shit show. The only spreads I'm considering today are the Knicks plus C8 and the Bucks plus C8. Two teams that have been really good all year that, yes, have nothing to play for, but that, like, again, teams, front offices, and coaching staffs tank. The players on the court don't tank. They're not out there like, all right, let's lose this game. All right, let's coast. They're still NBA players trying to get contracts, trying to get stats. You know, like, there, there's no reason for the guys that are out there to not play hard. So, uh, Knicks and Bucks, I think, are my favorite looks. And then in terms of props, guys, Bryce McGowan's, man. Bryce McGowan's, and we may go back to Caleb Houston. So that's where I'm at, guys. I love you. Thanks for tuning in. I know it's a shit show at this point in the year, but um, we'll do our best, man. Playoffs are right around the corner, and, and we'll, we'll definitely have some plays during the during the playoffs. But thanks for tuning in, guys. I appreciate you being here. Um, I know we didn't go super in-depth in, in a lot of these games. If you Again, if you do have any questions, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. Um, but that'll do it, guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.